Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 171, um, with Helen Chamberlain, a wonderful chat. I feel like Adam Buxton at the moment, because I'm, uh, I'm recording wild. I'm currently, let me paint the scene, I'm sat, I've been walking for about 30 minutes or 40 minutes, and I'm up a canyon in LA, uh, Runyon Canyon, it's where all the British people go when they visit and they always post a picture on instagram uh from runyon then they go and eat at earth cafe and post a picture there it's very british industry um type thing but it's beautiful up here so i'm looking down on on a winding canyon path with uh hills um, in front of me kind of dry hills but with dark green trees and bushes like desert like um, but then in the background is 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 the, is the city of LA. Uh, roll it out until you can see the sea in the far distance. It's about 8am in the morning here. I like to get up early and come for a stroll. I tell myself it's for a nice health thing, a nice clear your mind. But in reality, it's when all the dog walkers come out. And um, I proper love dogs and I don't have one. So I just come and look at all the dogs and I smile at them and I smile at their owners and then I get on my way but um yeah I'm recording this what day is it it's Wednesday it's Wednesday so on the day obviously it's been out a while in the UK but on the day the Hugo White episode has gone out and that's gone down the tree in fact on my walk up here I've been listening to Hugo on Hardcore Listing so, so if you enjoyed last week's episode with Hugo White of the Maccabees, then ch- check him out on Hardcore Listing. His topic is fantastic. He's picked his top five stories behind s- songs. Um, and it's been fascinating. There's a chunk at the start where they're just going through as a bonus bit a load of songs that have got stories that are different to the interpretation. So a love song that's actually about something dark and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's been a great listen. So I recommend you check that out. Um, Oh, what have I got to tell you about? Oh, we've done the Dublin uh, live shows. You, you don't have to hear me p- plug them any longer. And 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 we are lizards. See, so, yeah, we did the live podcast in Dublin. Surprise guest was Blind Boy Boat Club from the Rubber Bandits, and Chris and Stu from Hardcore Listing. And then me, Blind Boy, Chris, Stu, Leagues, and numerous others um, all went out dr- dr- drinking until three a.m. in Dublin, despite the fact that we had a drunk cast to record the next day so the drunk cast also went well that was it was a drunk it was a hardcore listing drunk cast so that'll be going out on the hardcore listing podcast feed but i'll tell you when that happens me chris and stew started at midnight in dublin (laughs) and we drank till three in front of a live audience then i went back to the hotel and slept for a few hours because i had to be up at half five to get back to the airport um, to get our flight home and Chris and Stu barely came back to the hotel they didn't get any sleep they were an absolute mess on the plane it was a joy for me to watch on my on my two hours sleep feeling like a million bucks to, to see the state of them two idiots so they'll be coming out soon I'm not sure when I'm going to be putting out the live distraction pieces podcast it might be the best live one we've done um, I don't mean to overhype it but the audience questions and engagement was absolutely amazing and got some really emotional uh, moments. So 
So that was good. But the reason I'm not sure when I'm putting out is because I've got so many good guests coming up. And I'm not going to tell you about any of them. In fact, next week's guest I'm not going to tell you about. Because there's just... The, we recently, you may have seen online, we recently broke 10 million downloads. Which is mind-blowing for a little British podcast with me sitting and chatting to people. But because of that, and because of how well the Eddie Izzard one has gone down, and the, and the so had McHennett one has been hugely kind of acclaimed I'm getting tons of really big names asked to come on and if all the names that have asked are recently actually come through by the end of the year your minds are going to be blown by the the calibre of guests coming up so because of that I'll probably put the Dublin one out as a bonus podcast on a Friday or something because, yeah, as I said, generally at the moment, between now and the end of October, I think I've got I think I've think got eight lined up, and they're all really good guests that I'm, I would have, you know, I'd kill to have on. So it was amazing that they're all approaching me now. So that's weird, isn't it? Um, anything else to tell you about? The, the club night went great. Uh, Huey Morgan came down and was absolutely amazing. Um, he may have had to sneak off early because there was he got excited when I dropped Annie up and there might have been a smell of of drugs in the DJ booth uh, I'm not I'm not saying anything I'm not confirming anything but there was a rumor that that someone was smoking not only smoking in the venue but smoking I mean it's Huey from what do you I mean come on but yeah anyway that was lovely um, and we're back there in November I'll confirm the guest soon um, and I should mention that we're brought to you by Speech Development Records. As I'm in LA, it's all sunny again, so it makes me reminisce of the wonderful impact and reaction you guys gave to our dark summer range. Uh, the sunglasses I'm wearing now sold out three times, I think. Um, and the swimwear all just... You lot have gone cr- crazy for a few sizes and that have sold out. There's, there's still some stuff, stuff left, so head over there. Another thing... I've had a lot of people recently buying merch um, out of guilt, and I encourage that. <laughs> I've had people message me saying, look, I'll be honest, I've, st- I've stolen your music for years, and then you've just spent the last three years giving me free podcasts, and that's made me feel guilty for stealing your music, so I've gone and bought some merch. So, again, I encourage that. I enc- I'll, I'll, I'll take your guilt money, if it means I can sit up canyons in LA, like a big shot. Um, yeah, so that's about everything, I think. I don't know if there's anything else I need to, to tell you. This was a wonderful chat. Um, uh, uh, Helen Chamberlain has been one of my favourite people for ages. I was always a fan of Soccer AM, and the first time I went on, we really hit it off. And when she left Soccer AM, before it was announced, the two people apparently that she messaged about it were me and uh, and Stevie Graham um, because we were two of her favourite guests and we'd, we'd just just really hit it off so as soon as she messaged me I was like well let's have a podcast chat then if I'm not going to be able to, to come on and hang out let's hang out on the podcast and I got to go down to her farm and we talk about it a lot there's a lot of interruptions in this episode in fact there's a bit where the sound quality will drop because a dog turned off my recorder but because of 
the drama of the Ben and Jerry's episode that I had to re-record, I now have a backup recording g- going. So I didn't notice for about 10 minutes that a dog had jumped up and turned the recorder off. Um, it's not a com- it's just a, a touch button. It's not a complex thing. It wasn't intentional um, s- sabotage attempt. But yeah, so I met all of the dogs. I met the pigs, the horses, the llamas, the donkey. In fact, I think it was a llama. Is it a llama or a... yeah, it was a llama that's in the in the Polaroid that we took. Um, Helen has turned around completely and isn't visible, but um, her llama is. I think his name was Moo. I'm not sure. I'm, I might have made that up. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so we had a lovely time. I plan on going back to the farm and visiting whenever I'm allowed because it's a wonderful a wonderful place to visit um, and we chatted everything we went off on all sorts of tangents and it was a wonderful a wonderful chat so I hope you enjoy it um, I'll be back at the end I don't know why just it feels like it'd be rude to just end it wouldn't it because I'm not going to tell you who next week's guest is because I'll tell you that story actually I was, I was meant to be out here in LA and New York a week in LA and a week in New York and I've had to cut it down to a week between the two because next week I had two guests offered to me that are cracking and I was like right I'm I'm a I only work up like I'm out here working I'm I'm not on holiday don't worry um but yeah I was like okay I'll come back early because the guest next week is so good and so exciting um so yeah I'm not going to tell you though because I've not recorded it yet so I fly back on Sunday I land on Monday morning. I go to a straight from the airport to a screening, then straight from the screening to record the podcast. So I'm gonna be a mess. But again, it's that constant, it's constant hustle, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and any other good podcast I've been listening to, I've been listening to, I've been catching up on hardcore listening on this trip. Um, on previous tr- trips to LA, I listened to p- 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 Brian Gittins and friends, but um, I'm all up to date on them. So yeah. Hardcore listing has been great of late, so check that out. Um, yeah, I'll see you at the end. This is episode 171 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Helen Chamberlain. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. Let's yeah. just we're we're absolutely f- fine with some doors open and some noise. That's the that's the beauty of it all. I'm rolling and I'm 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 with Helen Chamberlain and a lot of 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 lovely animals. Lots of animals. Yeah. How are you today? I'm I'm good. It's 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 lovely here. Um, I mean, straight off the bat, I need to address the four dogs who are going to be pr- probably featuring at some point in our our conversation. I'll be very surprised if one of them doesn't. I feel I've won three fart. of them over, and it's just Pudge. I haven't quite, it's just not completely convinced oh, yet. One, three of them. I thought you said run three no, of no, them no, over. No, I've won three of them over. I think th- yeah. three of them are on side, and they're, they've sat on me and we've played. But yeah. there's, there's one that's still not quite sure. So yeah, Pudge is. Um, she's an old Romanian street dog, so it's going to take. It's going to take more than just a hello, girl. Hello, aren't to you nice? Win her over because she would have been noosed and dragged at some point, and then she was in a. She was in a, a kill shelter, which is a bit of a contradiction in terms because oh, they wow. take them to these concrete 
little rooms. All they have is a pallet to sleep on. Oh, wow. Wheeze and poos where they are. They just throw in a handful of biscuits every now and again and... And then they just randomly shovel them to death when they can be bothered or throw the small ones to the big ones. This is not the way to start a Good podcast. Lord, no, it definitely is. That's, it's the, not that's the that, way. That's ridiculous. But you've, you, I mean, all your dogs are rescue dogs, They right? are all rescue and dogs, yeah. Two are Romanian. Yeah. Um, from, and it is a fascinating one. Uh, we were just discussing uh, briefly before, and it's fascinating in Romania, the amount of street dogs, because they were recently under a dictatorship and they went from all living in fields to being moved into That's into right. high rises. Yeah. And it meant that no one could take their dogs with them. So all the dogs were kind of left wild and then they bred. Yep. And Correct. there is this huge there's they, a, a huge amount of, of street dogs out. And in certain areas when I've been out there, they're kind of the communities take it upon themselves yeah. to feed the dogs, to look after the dogs. They're seen as 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 their responsibility as such. But you know, that's still, there's going to be a lot that need rescuing and need... They reckon there's three million. Wow. But what's good uh, is charities now are realising that if they keep rehoming the stray ones, that there, there are more stray ones and more stray ones and more stray ones. So yeah. what they're actually doing is neutering street dogs. So even though that it sounds sense. bad, oh, we take them, neuter them and put them back put them on back. the street. But, but no, it's getting that under control. and Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the problem just perpetuates it's it's constantly. it's the never-ending issue or contradiction or problem with animal rights and we'll talk a lot about animals because you've got a lot in the field and we've yeah. just had a, a good stroll around and you're a yeah. vegetarian so you're not it's not like you're you know you're on board with animal rights this kind of thing. but it, yes. I, I always remember hearing in america in particular with the wild boar there's a legal r- requirement each year to kill a certain amount because all they do is eat and fuck <laughs> it's oh, yeah. Most and they, just, animals do. they just breed and breed and breed and breed yeah. so that makes sense on the street dogs that they will just keep breeding and breeding and breeding yeah. so to get that under control in some way <laughs> so that they can be looked after and so that they can l- live re- reasonably makes a bit of sense we right? anthropomorphize way too much yeah. with animals yeah way too- oh look at oh look at his little face yeah. you know no you're absolutely right it, blows, it, it blows my mind that we still persist with asking um and what should your name, despite a hundred percent record of not getting an accurate answer, um, no dog has ever answered with what his name is. They're always just confused at your at your it's, please. Uh, it's the tongue. Although dogs do have expressions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fanny's expression. Now that's that's Fanny. In, yep. She's in the biscuit shop. Yeah. She does know. They do know words. Yeah, they yeah, do yeah, know yeah, words. Yeah. yeah. If, if Fanny's Peskin, she's always peskin for snacks. If I say, go on then, go to the biscuit shop, she takes herself in there. She won't shut up now until I get her a biscuit. That's okay, you get her a biscuit. And now we've actually established that I have a dog called Fanny. Yep, yep. So we've we've covered Fanny and we've we've covered Pudge and we'll get to the other two. I mean, who's in charge? It's not a Fanny that's in charge, is it? (laughs) No. Spud is Spud's the original. He's the leader of the pack. Yeah, but he's not, though. He's a little Jack Russell, yeah. so I just have to make him think he's leader of the pack. Yeah. Right, everybody's got their um, everybody's got their biscuits now. I can't guarantee relax. Fanny's not going to go back to the biscuit shop and <laughs> shout again, though. I love it. Right. I love it. Close the biscuit shop door, which is just the utility. Oh, God, I don't have a biscuit shop in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've, oh, God. You've given that illusion. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's just the utility room where I keep the dog food. So, so where did you get involved with 
this Romanian charity um, because you go and volunteer with them a lot as well. Right? I do, I do. Out. I go down a couple of times a week. Uh, Chimney mm. Farm International Dog Rescue, just down in Guildford. They started off. They've not even got charity status yet because right. they're they're too busy actually rescuing dogs. A um, couple of girls went over to Romania in 2014 um, to rescue eight dogs. I think they ended up coming home with 30 or something. And it yeah. just went from there. And they got a beautiful premises. A writer, a lovely writer, gave them half of her house that's got stables and acres. Amazing. So they've got all the pooches there. Um, and they rescue them from Romania and Spain, um, France even. Every now and again, you do get people going, well, what's the matter with rescuing dogs from the UK? You have to go, oh, it's like people. The damn dogs don't know they're Romanian. Yeah, yeah, they just, they, they, they don't have a house. They don't have any food. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and they do rescue UK dogs, but just we're not, they're not all on the street like they are it's, in Europe. No, exactly. And, it's, it, and, and, and the fact is, in the UK, if we had as much of a problem with street dogs and dogs needing rescuing, then the first solution would be putting more restrictions on breeding and cutting mm. down on these all these dogs being bred that aren't healthy and aren't oh, needed, God. but just they yeah. cost a lot of money and there's a lot of, of industry in it. It's like, right, well... That's the problem, not the dogs that are being rescued are from Romania. That's 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 not where the problem lies. See, this is why I well, just yeah, I just you <laughs> you're kind of this bit of this. You have answers to everything. A logic, you? I'm a slave to logic, and it's yeah. it's not always a good thing, but um, it helps at times. But um, I mean, you literally live on a farm, and we've just had a, a lovely walk round, and it's amazing. Um, how did that all come about? Like, what made you decide to, it's, to it's, live on a farm? And how did you build your collect? Because the collection of animals is is vast. I've seen yeah. llamas, um, alpacas. alpacas, three of the coolest, scraggliest looking pigs I've ever seen in I my think life. You'll find their mangalitsa wild boar. Of course, so, but yes, they're course. pigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of chickens, some weird ducks that don't <laughs> look as if they're cartoons because they run with their arms down in a funny little. Like Ardman animation. <laughs> if you stop and think about that, all ducks run with their yeah, arms down because yeah. their wings. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if they weren't, if they were running with their arms out, that's their arms flying. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're runner ducks. Yeah. So they're very, they're very they upright. Proper upright. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're upright. Yeah, so I've got some ducks, um, uh, turkey, some geese, um, and lots of funky chickens, things like Appenzeller Spitzhaubens that have got yep. cool hairdos. They and the best uh, haircuts. They do. And, and good black and white spots as well. So, yeah. Where do you draw the line on naming the animals? Oh, yeah. Because you can't name yeah. all of them, right? I, no. I know, you know, if you've got three pigs, you can name three pigs. If you've got a couple of alpacas, if you've got a, a lovely donkey that was, was was coming over for a chat early, you yeah. can name them. But when there's like 30 chickens or something no they don't they don't (laughs) have they don't have names no the big things have names yes but no they tend to have names that find them i don't sit there and think it's like my pigs are called um sid because he's special needs special needs sid he's blind yeah um and then there's penis he was stumbling around amazingly (laughs) silly proper like we'd i'd met the other two and then sid just Stumbled out of his little his, his hut, just like <laughs> no, his, his, his what's pig, going on? His pig art, his yeah, pig art. right? I don't know. I, I like the way that I said. And then there's penis, and you went back just straight to on. Sid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like let's leave that hanging, quite literally. <laughs> yeah, I've got a pig that had, has. He's got a prolapsed penis, so yeah. he's just called penis. It just Easy. identifies him because his penis yeah. is hanging out all the time. Yeah, 
And then there's Blue, who's a really friendly. And when I had 80 mangalits of wild boar, because I rescued them all from a farm that was closing down, and um, she was sprayed with a blue spot because she was super, super friendly. So yeah. she's just called Blue, um, and that's it. Um, yeah. And I um, like how they're all kind of like the horses and the alpacas were in the same... In the same field. In the same field. And just, I mean, just more the fact that there's so much space for everyone. Everyone seems, yeah. It's funny how you say that, because when you said you live on a farm, I was going to interrupt you and say it's actually a small holding, because if you say, oh, yes, I live on a farm, and then someone comes around who really lives on a farm, who has 485 acres, and they say, how many have you got? And I go, yeah, six. So it's just a small holding. But it's too... It's a three-acre field, a two-and-a-half-acre field, then a half-acre of the garden where all the chickens and kiss. ducks are. Um, <laughs> Pip's getting, getting properly hassled by on, I'll put you back Spud down. the Jack Russell. Spud was up for a chat then. Spud was up for <laughs> but, a chat, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's nice, again, how it's all just... They are all... It's, this sounds so ignorant and city folk, but how they are all mixing and it's all just everyone together. It's all it, There's not... Here's where we keep the pigs, and here's where we keep this. Is like, yeah. no, everyone's kind of they've got their own areas, but everyone's kind of yeah, they all to... bumble about together, yeah. And I do get told, oh, horses don't like pigs, and horses don't like llamas, and I say, well, they have to get used to each other, won't they? Yeah. And I'll just yeah. put them in the field, and within 24 hours, any running around and noise making and fighting has stopped, and they go, mm, okay, we all live here now. And they get over yeah. it quite quickly. Yeah, and the and the rears, I do like the rears, the the big birds, I was the ostrich ask, type. Oh, what birds. they were called again? I just looked at them. I thought ostriches of some sort, but mm. are, are rears. And again, they're wandering around in there with a donkey. Um, <laughs> and with they were in with the llamas, they're weren't in they? The llamas, and the yeah. alpacas were in with yeah. the horse. Alpacas in with the horses, yeah. And at some point, I swap them all over because they all eat different things. <laughs> so the things that eat the weeds, yeah. well, that's great because then they swap the field, and then it's all. Brings the grass through for the horses. So. That's perfect. Yeah, it's all perfect. It's all I perfect. love it. So, did you grow up on on farms and stuff like I that? I grew up you're from in the, Somerset originally, uh, yeah, right? Middle of Somerset, so yeah. middle of middle of nowhere. Grew up playing on farms. I uh, had ponies and stuff, and uh, yeah, just my childhood. It was just um, big old trees and haystacks and Amazing. fields and outdoors, yeah. basically. Yeah, outdoors. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've never lost that. I've never had the urge. I like, I visit the city. Like city people visit the countryside. Yeah, and after yeah. 48 hours, they go, right, yeah, that's enough. Go back to the city. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. I can go to the city for a day and go, wow, isn't it great? And then by the end of the day, I go, I don't want to have brunch on a pavement like, with yeah. buses and taxis hooting by, stinking. I'm, for, I'm I, exactly the, the same. I live in Essex in a, in a little small town and constantly you'll have people saying oh look, I want you living in London like you're near it. it's like yeah no I am near it I'm, I'm near enough I can yeah, pop yeah, in yeah, yeah I, I don't need to get any nearer than that otherwise yeah. it's just it's manic to me it's it's I find it's it's stressful but again I love London I love all the wonder there all the excitement yeah. but I like leaving a London as well and going, going out back. again. And you, you have a garden. You've got yeah. your own garden. Yeah. You wouldn't have that in London. No, 100%. You wouldn't come close to it. So so, so what was... How how do you go from a living on farms in right in the middle of Somerset to a career in TV and presenting accident. and things like that? My entire career has been an accident. Yeah. Um, and everything... 
each job that I've had, I've by accident fallen into the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I left school in Somerset and for six months I was a VDU operator at Clark's Shoes because everybody Amazing. leaves school and goes to work for Clark's Shoes because Clark's is in street in Somerset. Perfect. Um, and I, But I always knew, we went on holiday as a family to Pontins yeah. in Brixham and I just, I thought... God, this would be the best job in the world because yeah. I looked at the blue coats. They were just <laughs> knocking about and it just seemed like the best job in the world. So I went for a job as a blue coat. And as it happened, the guy that was in charge of the Southwest blue coat interviews was the entertainments manager at the Pontins I'd been to on holiday. So we Amazing. went, oh, hi, yeah, it's you, right. When do you want to start? And I had no talent. So everybody <laughs> else was using, in those days, You'd use your holiday counts for your step up onto your showbiz ladder. Yeah, so yeah, of course. if you were a singer or a dancer yeah. or a comedian, because you had a captive audience every week. And every week you did you could do your act in the blue coat show. So I'm and down. You're working there, it and tightening well, it and building an audience. All of that, yeah. yeah. And I didn't I had they said, you know, what what's your thing? And I went, oh, nothing. Can you sing? <laughs> Not really. Can you dance? Oh, God, yeah. I can wipe my feet on the rhythm rug. I'm I like, but funky dancing. So all of this step ball change, step ball change. I was right. doing it with a little funky beating. And then, Brilliant. and I've been told, no, 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 no. Um, but I just loved people and yeah, I just thought it was the best job in the world. So anyway, I went and did that. I love that. Like, I think the, the, the I mean, they've died out a, a bit now, but things like that and... It's going to sound like an odd comparison, but things like a, a, a local band scenes and stuff like that are hugely important because they're something that you can look at and go, oh, I could do that. Yeah, you might yeah. not look at TV and go, oh, I can do that because that seems so far away. Whereas that holiday camp you went to and then you saw them having a fag afterwards out the back and they're not this hidden masterful thing. You can look at it and go, I can do that. And then that leads you to then go, oh, I could also do that. And This is what drives me so mad about X Factor when you get somebody who's 18 or 19... <laughs> And it's like the if they don't make it on the X Factor, they're not going to make it at all. Yeah. And I think, well, if your passion is... They go, I'm doing this because I don't want to work in a supermarket all my life. You can still be the lead singer of a band. Yeah. You just might be a functions band. Yeah. But yeah. you can still do it. Yeah. You can still do that for a living. And it just... This was what the, the same with Pontins is there were singers and dancers and actors and comedians and impressionists yeah. and they were all doing their thing. Yeah. Six days a week. So, you I mean, one it's day easy off. to see in a supermarket that there's some people that are managers, some people that are yeah. two and things like that. Whereas it's not easy to see in entertainment. It's either, as you said, with X Factor, it's either I'm number one or I can't be doing it. So, no, yes, there's, no, there's, 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 there's so much careers. in yeah. between. Back in singers. I know there are some people who go on it who say, I. I I'm a backing singer, was a backing yeah, singer, yeah, yeah. and I, now I want to be at the front. Fine. But you can still go back to being a backing singer and yeah. have a great life on the road with some great people. Completely. So stop all of that bullshit. It's nonsense. That, yeah, I mean, that's the thing I think is the dangerous part in someone's persona or psyche is when they feel they can't go back to, to those things and stuff like that. And that's the bit that I find just mind-blowing. I've I've been in this kind of industry for only just over 10 years now and I've always had in the back of my head that I was really good working in HMV and if I need to I can go, go back, back and it. I'll be really <laughs> decent at that because I was smashing yeah. that there's not a oh but I'm Scroobius Pip how could how could yeah. I work it's like ditto. no no one gives a shit ah, <laughs> in, ditto yeah in yeah, HMV yeah. no one's 
gonna care. It's not. It's, it's not an issue as long as you're, you're good at what you do. Yeah. I, and I was the same. Uh, so at Pontins, I just loved it and enjoyed it, and and yeah. I just had a great time. And I did three seasons there. And and what happened is in the last season they cutbacks they didn't have a separate dj so the band would finish at midnight and the dj would come in and dj yep. until one o'clock in the morning yep. right cutbacks no dj this season so the blue coats have got to do it i'm having some issue there i think i one that the dogs might have paused their recording but now i've got, got backup recording so it's absolutely fine continue continue okay um <laughs> Yeah, so with the cutbacks, no resident DJ. So I remember the entertainment's manager sitting down and saying, we don't have a DJ this year. So Kevin, John, Gary, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, one of you's got to do Sunday. And I'm not one of those stomp, Amazing. stomp, women's lib people at all. But I just sat there and went, um, there are three girls sat here as well. Three boy blue coats. Yeah. Three girl blue coats. Like you just immediately said, Kevin, John, Gary, Monday, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and rotate. Wednesday and rotate and then one of you do Sunday and he went all right then you do Sunday so I was the Sunday DJ amazing early 80s massive I used to clear the dance floor because I just played Depeche <laughs> Mode Haircut 100 Thompson Twins I'd play all the 80s yeah stuff rather than the 70s disco stuff but anyway when it got to the end of the season the resident band moved to a show bar in Torquay and they said do you know any DJs because we need one and they said oh actually we know a female DJ oh novelty right we'll have her so this yep. is this is the accidental career yeah the fact I was a blue coat was an accident because I had no talent so it was only the fact that my entertainment's manager was the guy that recognized me from being a holiday yeah. maker yeah, yeah, and said yeah, yeah come on in the DJ thing was an accident by me going, excuse me, there are three girls here. And then the band going, do you know any DJs? Yes, female DJ. From there, I kept getting loads of private bookings. People, oh, come and do our wedding. Come and do this. Oh, Never advertised DJ for years. Then I just got fed up with it. And I saw an advert for a sea lion feeder at Chessington World of Adventures. <laughs> yeah, I used to buy the stage. Uh, no, don't. I used to buy that paper the stage and television yeah, today yeah 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 because it made me feel like i was a little bit connected with stuff like i said i had no talent there was no yeah <laughs> i don't know why i used to read but oh yeah oh, and, oh i know that person they came and did gigs at pontins i love it that that that, that when like particularly starting with pontins they when they're asking what you can offer you can it's literally availability yes, I, 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 I can turn up I, I, other yeah. than that but a lot of people can't do that. So a lot of people a lot won't of people turn up or won't it. offer this. Yeah. So I can offer that. I'll be here. You're right. <laughs> yeah. People who were singers, they thought that sometimes they were a bit above going yeah. to do the gala day around the swimming pool and pushing people in and messing about sure. and all of that. And our sort of was... mutual friend, Stephen Graham, when I had him on the podcast, yeah. he was saying how he's always felt his job is actor and he can't be too... too so precious over that and there's a level of selection but yeah. he, he he always said if i was a plumber and someone booked me to come and plumb the house i wouldn't get there and go nah this this house isn't good enough for me to plumb really i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go and sit at home and until a house i want to plumb comes in so yeah. you know there wasn't that arrogance it's it's that kind of I let's go and accept podcast, it by yeah, the way, so, yeah. yeah I, I heard it and he's yeah. uh, he's he's our mutual friend anyway so yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's great um yeah so all of that, I ended up as a DJ, um, then saw this advert for Sea Lion thingy. So I contacted the old entertainments manager at Pontins 
And he said, my agent knows everybody at Chessington World of Adventures because <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips is one of their, he goes in and does a little bit of a, do you remember Dave Benson yeah, Phillips? Yeah, of course the other, I do. Yeah, the guy from, from whatever, not wasn't the broom cupboard, but whatever it was. Yeah. So I contacted I him. I saw him recently in a, in a, a, a musical. Wow. It's fantastic. Anyway, go on, continue. I can't remember what it was, I was so I, don't, say, I can't say any further. I can't it, give any more information. I can't remember. Yeah. It was a panto of some sort. I say musical, it was some kind of panto, but yeah, go on. And he's never changed, Dave no, Benson Phillips. No. Never changed. Exactly from the, the same. guy that was on Kids Television, he's still the same yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. I love it. 30 years later. So I got the job at Chessington World of Adventures by this guy who, know, knowing everybody there, went in. I mean, still had to go to meet them yeah it wasn't just you've got the job i still yeah. had to go but anyway then i was feeding sea lions for a year or something Amazing. And, and and is that theatrical feeding sea lions like yeah. feeding them as part of a show rather than just you get up in the morning and feed them and it and was jog on. a little bit of both because they were very conscious that they were a breeding group of sea lions and it wasn't they didn't want acrobatic trained they were mm-hmm. very aware that the reason why they had sea lions was kind of conservation and right yeah 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 but because it not was as con- performers and not as, yes yeah. but because it was connected to a theme park there'd be a, a lot of people who'd protest that these animals were in cages and yeah. enclosures and not in the wild but what what did you make me laugh is on the opening day of the season people would march up and down outside chessington world adventures with placards with free the animals and 200 yards down the road there was an exotic meat seller who had a board outside his house saying for sale zebra steaks ostrich meat so i used to think and i used to that's that's controversial position alligator and it was all in his freezer that and he'd sell it (laughs) so amazing um i had a perception of animals in cages before i worked at chessington world of adventures when you realize that some of these animals if the reason why they roam 30 miles a day is to get food so if somebody just pops it over the top of their enclosure they don't have to roam 30 miles a day so they'll sleep so they'll tip plus there was a team of international vets that used to come in and these people learnt so much about the animals in captivity. They could then go abroad and help with the conservation product, conservation yeah, yeah, programs yeah, 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 abroad. Yeah. So it wasn't all bung animals in cages. And also, Chessington World of Adventures didn't add any animals. They didn't right. get any from anywhere else and add them. Right. They just looked after what they had that was been there from the seventies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'd come from different zoos already in the UK, but yeah. things like the, when the giraffes went, they didn't get any more giraffes, polar bears, they didn't get any more polar bears. So yeah. I kind of changed a bit with their attitude was, no, actually what they're doing is looking after these creatures and helping conservation products. And all That's these it. people with placards outside right. honk your horn to free the animals. And there was a guy 100 yards down the road with all dead ones in his freezer. Yeah, so, and you're ignoring him, they, but- but attacking these but it's it is an interesting one because it's all about the balance isn't it right because again it's 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 yeah. that that thing as well with many animals oh they should be in the wild that that'd be eaten that that'd be eaten very quickly by other animals and that is nature and that's, that's fine right, that's right. but people don't like to face that a lot of the time yeah. so it is it's it, it's finding the balance i completely agree i think Going out in the wild and catching animals and putting them in cages is a hideous thing. Yes. But there's a situation that's already there now. Do you know what I mean? As you said, if, if they're maintaining, if these animals are already here, you couldn't 
they more than any wouldn't last in the wild because they've only only known enclosures. So yeah. it's it, it is finding that balance. And I think if there if some animals in captivity their enclosures simply aren't big enough. Yeah. That's when you yeah. see that kind of thing, you can tell. But I think if yeah, like you say, they did their best. Yeah. Um, I haven't been there for over 20 years, so yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know how many animals are still there now. But so there I was doing uh, sea lions got fed twice a day, and what was happening is so many people were watching the sea lions being fed, and and the zookeepers bless them, zookeepers are quite a strange bunch. Yeah, I can imagine. They are quite odd yeah. set of people. In what way? They're quite. Mm, they're 100% consumed with the animals that they look after. Yeah. And all people can fuck off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they're attracted towards that kind of job because maybe the personality that they are, they're not so confident around people, so yep, they go sure. and work with animals. Yeah, yeah. Because animals don't judge you. Yeah, 100%. That makes sense. So they were miking up one of the zookeepers and he'd walk out these are the sea lions they come from the galapagos <laughs> islands there are 23 species of sea lion yeah natural entertainers. so they wanted to show busy up without being hi here are yeah. the sea lions watch them jump through flaming hoops of hoops yeah flames yeah 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 and get fish so the zookeeper would go out with his bucket and I'd go out behind him in a little wetsuit thing with a little yeah, microphone yeah, yeah. and, okay, hi, everybody. And what's the difference between a seal and a sea lion? Anybody know? No, elbows and ears. Okay. Brilliant. Sea lions have elbows and ears and seals don't. Amazing. Um, and so, yeah, see, they're just stuff. Yeah, just yeah. stuff. It's good. And introduce them and here are their names and this, that and the other. But so that was another job by accident. Yeah. And then from, from there... Nickelodeon, the kids' channel, um, who had Dave Benson Phillips as one yeah, of their presenters, yeah. they, the, the agent that he was with, they, they said, oh, we, you know, we're just going to have some open auditions, send some people along. So he called me up and, and said, look, why don't you go along? Right. I'm like, what the hell? What for telly? Don't be stupid. And I was 27. I thought, I'm too old. Right. 26, 27. Um, but I went along to be nosy. Cause, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, th- I, I think that's a great choice in so many different career things there's so many things i i got in a habit a while back of of saying no to things quickly and then i went hang on imagine if you were again still working in hmv yeah you'd go to have a look at least so it it was then i was like i try and accept all the meetings that come in even if i know it's nothing i want to do but it's like well i don't really know how that works it's going yeah go and have 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 a look. look at that that's fascinating and when i got there I did, I did go with somebody, but I can't remember who. And going back to Stephen Graham, like all those lovely stories when he turned up yeah. with, and his mate auditioned yeah, for yeah, the yeah, role. Yeah, and then they said, oh, yeah. come on in. And, and, and then he got the, the part. Come and have a go. So, yeah, I went along and there were a room full of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed 16, 17-year-olds. They all had pigtails in. Yeah, yeah. Fresh out of stage school. Uh, and they they all went in and were doing two or three minutes and I could hear little bits of piano and I could hear little bits of jump forward, clap your hands, jump back. And I was going, shit. This is going to be awkward. Because I had a Tesco's bag with me because the, the night before I'd gone, it's, yeah, you've got, I've got to tell do... Them some, some facts about seals and sea lions. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I thought, 
right, I've got to be entertaining for three minutes. What can I do? I went, oh, oh, growing cress. All kids love to grow cress. Have you ever grown cress on a wet piece of... Yeah, There you go. I did that as a kid. So... I didn't have time to go through the stages of growing cress because I only thought of it the night before. So I went to Tesco's and I bought three pots of cress and I just got a pair of scissors and just trimmed them in various <laughs> stages of growth. So started off with a, right, okay, it's the packet seeds, this is how you do it. I said after a couple of days or so, because I'm rummaging about in this Tesco's bag and I brought out this perfectly bought pot yeah, yeah. with Tesco's value, 29p brilliant, on the front. Brilliant. And it had all been out of haircuts yeah, because it yeah. were just these white stalks. The lady behind the camera and the lady sat, they just started to giggle. And I said, you know, give it a couple more days and you get this. And it was a bit taller. And, and I said, then you end up with this and it's the crest. And I said, the best thing, you can eat it. And I just like pr- pretty much just rammed the whole thing in my mouth. I've, I was always like that at Brilliant. school. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. how can I get a bit of a laugh here? Yeah. Just eat the whole thing, dirt and it, dirt and all. Brilliant. Um, so when I went out, the friend that I'd gone with said, you were in there longer than anybody else. And within a week, they I think they phoned, phoned my agent on the way home and said we'd like to, her to come in. Um, so within a week, I was on air, Nickelodeon, doing the links in between the cartoons. That's insane. It and, is insane. And, and the beauty there is there was a room full of people that probably wanted it too much. They all had And you talent. were there didn't really care kind of thing. It's, it's amazing how much that can help because... They do have these factories of making people to be exactly like that. Therefore, where's the variation and where's the yeah. definition? When I got um, a role in a, sh- a show called The Bastard Executioner, um, all medieval and that, and the feedback I got from my audition was like, it was a breath of fresh air because you just s- said the lines. And because it's medieval and it's British actors, they're all being all theatrical and being Shakespearean. Everyone was delivering their fingers big and grand and I just went in and not knowing what I'm doing just went is I've learnt the lions is the lions cheers and and they were like it was so natural in this and that it's like well, yeah that was the benefit of not being trained yes. and again it's a similar thing now I'd imagine if you've been trained of how to act in an audition like that then yeah, from a stage you're going school, to have trained yeah. how to ex- act exactly the same as everyone else in that room yeah so you you'll stand out more if you're going in again I popped to Tesco's on the way it's impressive chopped up yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be, <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to be a comedy routine of, I've cut this cress on purpose. It was just shit. Just I haven't it got any yeah. shit. Let's all right, do that. It, it might work. be funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it. so within a week, I was doing some links. I was co-hosting with Janet Ellis. Yeah, from Blue Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, what did me a favour was it was coming up to Christmas, and all of the other. Nickelodeon presenters. So this is your Rick Adams, right? Your Lucy Alexander, yeah. Your Sarah Kaywood, yeah, yeah. Munya and Yolanda, um, oh, James Gilby. They all wanted time off because it was Christmas. I'm right. going. I'm off, I'm on telly. Yeah, I don't care. Great. I was the only person who wanted to do New Year's Day. I love it. New Year's Day breakfast. Yeah. So th- it's the biggest audience of the year because kids get up yeah. early. New Year's Day, parents don't. So they all just put Nickelodeon on and away you go. So every day you had to think of a phone in and a fax in. Mine was always stupid stuff. And there was one day, and you'd think, driving in, oh God, what's my, this is how long ago it was, a fax in. 
you'd have a fax machine brilliant and stuff would come off and you'd read it out i love it so phone in and a fax in i had my most embarrassing moment ever um on the handover so rick adams do you remember rick adams he did the big breakfast for a little bit with sharon swimmer the name he, rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure glasses I recognise him. So he oh, was, yes, I do know him. I do. As soon as you said the glasses guy. Glasses guy. So he stuck. was brilliant in yeah. Nickelodeon. He was the number one top presenter, Rick Adams. And he had a big thick book that he had all his ideas in and it was all Amazing. very, very produced. Even though you didn't have a producer, you had a guy out the back. That was used to be my daily challenge as well, to make the guy out the back laugh because he was a miserable bastard. <laughs> he was a proper <laughs> narky, like hated kids, hated cartoons. He, he was on your talk back and everything was just grumpy and miserable. So I'd do anything to try. If I made him laugh, that you know, was fine. Won. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. day over. Brilliant. So Rick Adams have everything. And I remember reading his notes and it, like, he, had, he had timings down for everything. 10.15, British toe wrestling champion. And I'm sitting out the back. can't remember if I'd done my shift or about to do my shift. And this beautiful girl, beautiful girl walks in. And I'm looking at her. I'm looking at the time and I'm looking at Rick Adams' notes. And I went, are you the British toe wrestling champion? And she went, no, I'm Brandy. I'm a singer. It was fucking Brandy. It was fucking... And I just went, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's beautiful. I'm so sorry. I did say if anybody knocks on the door. It's fine. I will pause briefly. In fact, I'm just going to keep keep commentating. The dogs are barking. That's Pudge that you can hear. Pudge. Pudge. Oi. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep, keep recording. I decided to just just keep going and commentate on the on, on what's Sorry, going Pudge. on. That's right. It's a guy with some turf for me. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, there's a local turf place up the road, and if they've got any left over, they just drop it at my gate because they they know Amazing. that I just use it somewhere in the chicken pens. I saw you yeah. years ago buying up all the cress. We'll sort her out next time. So, so yeah, you you accuse Brandy, Brandy of being the the world toe wrestling champion. I know. Really embarrassing. Really embarrassing. So then there was one day when, one weekend morning, when my phone-in that day was, what are you most proud of? Yeah. Can I stop those dogs from barking? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you see, this is a real podcast. There's, there's, there's dogs, there's... I think the dogs are currently arguing with either the donkey or the llamas. Uh, uh, who are they arguing with? Is it just each other? or No. The farrier. I've got the farrier here yeah. doing the horse's shoes, and the farrier has brought his own dogs. Right. So, so they can see his dogs through the gate and wanted to go and say hello, <laughs> and that would have gone on forever. I love it. I was, I was just about to say, just uh, when you mentioned about the how, how long ago it was with faxes, being part of it, it made me think of how people don't understand any of that oh technology now because of how we've come along. It's a whole my, generation of people. And my brother, he works in a library, and he had someone up to a counter and say, "The photocopier is isn't working. It's only printed in black and white. I want color." And he said, "It comes and has a look. He presses it. It's pressed color, and it comes out in black and white." He's like, "This is weird." 
he checks the ink and all that, puts it again. This is odd. And he lifts it up and looks. And it's a, it's a black and white picture. And he says to the person, it's, you're, you're photocopying a black and white picture. And she literally just went, yeah, no, I, like, I want it in colour. I had what? no idea. had no idea oh that God. I was putting a black and white picture I in and going, I've pressed colour, oh I've pressed colour <gasps> and it's not coming out in colour. It's like, wow, that's just, we've lost... But do you know what? I can technology kind of has made us even more see confused. Yeah. How somebody could do that? Get that Take confusion. a black and white and yeah. say, just press the colour button. I'd like and it in colour, please. It'll come out in colour. No, it's not magic. It's just it's just replication. It's quite a simple technology. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you you were on, on Nickelodeon. On Nickelodeon, and- one weekend, and my phone in was um, blow your own trumpet. And some kid phoned up and he said, "Oh, we just we won our five aside football tournament this weekend." And I said, "Oh." brilliant where'd you play sitting goal I said oh who's your team he said Spurs I said so you want to be the next Ian Walker then yeah one of the heads of Sky was watching well his kids were watching and he went whoop okay yep that's live all right so she knew that the Spurs goalkeeper was Ian Walker yeah right let's get her in so um the next minute I'm sitting in front of them all at Sky (laughs) Towers funny shut up um and having this quite awkwardish conversation because I'm a freaking talky United fan and Sky only had the Premier League. Right, of and course. They, and I remember this, they're all sitting there, head of Sky Sports, deputy head of Sky Sports, producer and executive producer of the very, very, very early Soccer AM. Um, and then they got to, well, who who do you support? And I had a nanosecond to think about it and I've gone, right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just say Spurs because if I say talky United, they're just going to go, what? Oh, well, you don't, yeah. yeah well, we only do so Premier League. To be honest, I didn't even know what I was sat there for. I'd never watched Soccer AM. Like, nobody had. Yeah, yeah. Sky was only a year old or something. And I thought, shall I lie? And then, of course, that part of me went, I can't, I can't, I can't lie. Oh, I cannot lie. So I said, Talkie United. I'm a Talkie United fan. There was this oh, yeah. what felt like half an hour silence. Yeah. No giggling, though, which was good. Half an hour silence. And then um, he just went, all right, but, but you keep up with the Premier League. Um, I said, well, yeah, I'm just a, just a general football fan. Now, why I didn't realise at the time, if I had a said Spurs, I wouldn't have got the job because I initially was presenting with Russ Williams, a Spurs fan, and Gary Stumpy Stevens, right. an ex-Spurs player and right. Spurs fan. So if I said Spurs, they would have probably said, we can't we have can't three have Spurs just, all on It's just a Spurs show then. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. uh, so how, how was that in the early days then, mm. S- suddenly jumping into into to, to, to football TV. And again, Sky was very much a different beast at that point, or, or definitely a big change from Nickelodeon in, in yeah. that it was a lot more, more serious. And yeah. it's weird now that we've had Soccer AM for so long that we know what Soccer AM is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an odd beast before it exists. Do you know what I mean? If you're pitching it, I remember I won the time I was on, God, I can't remember his name. It's awful. I was on with McLovin from uh, from Superbad. Yeah. And he was lovely. And every time it was going off of us, he was just asking me what the hell's going, going on. on. He was loving it, but he was like, what is this show? I'm like, well, because mm. again, the thing I've always felt with Soccer Am and where I've got f- friends into it in the past, and even m- my mum became a big fan of it, was the Soccer Am part. It's deceptive because it's not really... It is a football show, but it's not really a football show. It's, an it's entertainment about show with comedians and, and, mu- yeah. and musicians and music and everything else. And yeah, it's entertainment that happens to be, yeah, based around 
a, a football in we've, some way. We've had so you said McLovin. Yeah. Who was who was the other guy? Who was Stifler? Yeah. So yeah. We had Stifler on the show. Brilliant. Who same thing? He we got to a commercial break and he turned around and he said to the other guest on the sofa, "Is this really on air? Is this really?" <laughs> yeah, yeah happening now yeah. live do they not just take all of this away and edit it down to 20 minutes of proper television <laughs> is this really so, no this is the this show. is when it was like three hours yeah, long and yeah, yeah 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 we had to fill it that was the whole idea of soccer aim in the first place is they just launched sky sports 2 i yeah. think and they didn't have anything to put on it yeah so they did four hours of saturday morning and in the in the early days when it was me and russ williams and gary stevens the three of us were sat on a bench and we used to do newspaper reviews and we'd do traffic reports. Oh, wow. There were always cones on the M8, always. Yeah, of course. A uh, little bit of weather. And it was, we wouldn't move. You'd have to be chipped off the bench at the end so of a four-hour show. So it what Sky Sports Centre is. Essentially, it's, you know, yeah. it's more here, we're filling the morning. Oh, just, Here's some news, here's some stuff. Yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah. And then... After a season, they found Tim Lovejoy from somewhere. Yeah. He'd worked on The Big Breakfast. And he came in and he said, I want to make a show. When you used to watch the FA Cup final, the whole morning was about building up to the, you'd see the bus coming down the street and everybody yeah, going yeah, up yeah, Wembley yeah. Way. And there was a real atmosphere. And he said, I want to make that in a show. And they just went, take Soccer AM and do it. Because they'd already, they'd just bought the Football League, the Ensley League as it was. Right. And they moved... Russ Williams to front that, to head that up. I think Gary Stevens um, went on and did something else. So, and the number one thing on Tim's list was to get rid of me because I was rubbish. Oh, I didn't get anything to do. I, I just, I wanted to do funny stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to, things to be funny. Yeah. So I'd try and be funny and everyone would just look at me. And be very serious. And, and I'd go, oh God, all right, that didn't work. All right. Um, so Tim came in and, and also because he just said she doesn't do anything she links to commercial breaks that's yeah. it and if anybody says anything mildly funny just giggles yeah. because I was like brilliant, brilliant someone's saying something funny um, so yeah it was number one thing on his list to get rid of me then he came in as presenter realised that if you haven't been in front of the camera before he relied on me more than he realised yeah. he was going to have to because he kept screwing stuff up Yeah, and then of course I was free of these shackles because the show was then became a um, bit like it in the early days yeah a rough diamond um and tim and brought fenners in and stuff and then it just boomed into the creature that it used to be of no one had ever seen anything like it the big breakfast was a bit like it with denise van outen and johnny Johnny yeah yeah that kind of whole zoo mentality of it didn't matter if crew member was caught in shot all of that sort of stuff was just happening. Chris Evans had just was boomed it. It, it, as well. It became the one. It became the first show, and more so than the Big Breakfast, that the crew all became part of part the of- show as well. And I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd never seen it. I know when I was watching it, the, it the most, it was was you and Tim. And yeah, you literally you'd have have, have Fenners every week. You'd have everyone. But they, they were all characters as, as, characters as well. Yeah. David the Letterman, who used to bring in the post. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sheephead, who yeah. used to do the. Light drizzle, the weather, and Robbie Knox was the tramp. Yeah, yeah. Neil was posh, and he'd read extracts from people's yep. books, yep, like yep, yep. in a neckerchief and, yeah, yeah, and stuff. And and it was fair. And even the things I go back. The if somebody was to say to me, describe 
soccer am i would yeah. say okay so here's the thing we used to show new shirts if if new shirts were launched why not show yeah, them here's yeah. so but instead of tim just saying here's the new swindon town home and away shirt he'd say right neil you're elton john and toby you're kiki d yeah and we're going to play don't go breaking my heart and you two are going to wear the swindon town shirts so they would be dancing to don't go breaking my heart as we're saying, here are the new Swindon Town shirts yeah. for no reason. For no but that wasn't even the gag. Somebody else would then be David Furnish. Yeah. But of course he was David Furniture because it was Soccer AM. <laughs> and halfway through the Don't Go Breaking My Heart, he would come on and get insanely jealous yeah. of Sandy Shaw Amazing. and a little fight would break out. Brilliant. This was just to show Swindon Town, Town shirts. How 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 was it? And we got away with it. That's it. I mean, how was it being part of that when it is a show that is so free in that way, but that also means it's going to be fairly hit and miss. But there's a good chance oh, that a God, lot of the yeah. stuff you do is going to miss completely. So yeah. how was that as as a... It must have been exciting to be part of because it's a live sh- sh- yeah. show as well that you know we've got 20 ideas on today's yes. show. S- s- some of them are going to be... B- Better than we thought. And some of them were just going to go, oh, well, how did that happen? The good thing about (laughs) the, oh, how did that happen moments were we'd do that live on air. If something bombed, it would, the camera would just cut back to us sitting on the sofa and we'd all go, oh God, oh, that was such a good idea yesterday in the script meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we won't be doing that. Or Tim would go, no, we're going to do it next week as well. Yeah. And sometimes someone would have a character. There was fixtures, man. Fixtures man was like fittings and fixtures. Yeah. So he was dressed like a DIY guy, somebody from Brilliant. B&Q, in a little <laughs> shed. And he, the, the, the crux was he had the fixture lists, yeah. but he also had light fittings and bulbs and plugs and screws yeah, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. And the first week that we did, of course, they wheeled in this shed and he had all these, and his little catchphrase was like these and like these. <laughs> the dog's scratching the door. There he is. Yeah, he wants to <laughs> This is the best irregular interlude. Sorry, sorry. The dogs, I love it. And he died on his ass. Yeah. Horribly died on his ass. So Tim went, doing it again next week. We'll do that regularly. And the intro to it would be, this died on its ass last week, so we're making him do it again. Off you go. And he'd have his little script... Sometimes Tim would take auto cue away from them as well because we we all had auto and he'd go no learn it yeah. so they'd fuck up I love it and then we'd all just give them pelters and this is what he was so good at him and the crew were so good at taking that item that was shit yeah and making it so shit yeah that it was funny it's what made tubes just amazing was when you realised that. He really didn't want to be doing this most times. Like when you could suddenly see in his eyes, it's like he's having to take his shirt off and scream and do something crazy. It's like yeah. he, he just wants to get this over with. And that's what made it beautiful and hilarious. Well, his, the just... whole reason he's called Tubes is because one week in the script meeting, we were going to play the game outside, the end game that the fans of the week, it's always yeah. kicking a ball through a hole or something. And one week Tim said... um, Peter, Peter the test tube baby. Yeah, I like that. Peter the test tube baby. Right, you're a baby and you're really happy that you finally come out of your test tube. So you shake a can of beer and spray it all over yourself. Um, and, and that was just to dress the set. Brilliant. 
wasn't it's it? Logical and simple, right? It makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because just because his tubes, his real name is Peter, and that's how he ended up being called Tubes. I love it because he was Peter the Test Tube, and every Saturday he used to have to come out in a nappy <laughs> and pour a can of beer over his head, completely against his his wish or will or desire to do so. Uh, so it would it would feel as well. Um, yeah. So so how was it? I mean, you said that you were the first that. Tim, Tim wanted to get rid of originally, but then you were very much embedded in it. And hmm. I mean, t- 22 years is. Would have been 23 if I'd, uh, now, because we're yeah. in September. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, hmm. but it, it is a very, and I think something that people who haven't w- watched it will, until you get to know it and get to know the warmth and character of it, it's, it's, it's a laddie atmosphere. Yeah, How was that at the front of that? And you've oh, got yeah, things like, particularly yeah. as said, as not that you were ever a raging a feminist, but you are a woman on a show that's mm. that's that, that's quite a laddie. Um, you had had soccerettes for years, which was a really popular bit, but some people would question. And this is a weird bit because I've not talked about this, but you guys g- got me to write a poem once for a soccerette who'd said that her favourite artist was Srubius Pip. And I wrote this poem, I think... Two years after that, uh, we ended up going out for like a good two two year serious big relationship. Oh, wow. Huge, huge. Like at the so time, you've also had a soccer at yeah, yeah, exactly. Like most but, of the crew, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Rocket, yeah, just... Rocket married one, brilliant. Um, and Smithy, um, Smith, yeah, Smithy was in uh, Adam Smith, Baby Elvis, yeah, what, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was in a serious two and a half year relationship yeah. with, and that's soccerette. it. That's why I wanted to clarify. It wasn't some kind of. Or a soccerette lights me fling. There's like, no, we proper got into it was a serious wow. thing, and it's just yeah, it's amazing. But that's a weird thing, <laughs> Fanny. That's again out of context. You just write so they get a pretty girl to walk up and down oh. in a tight top. Yeah. You're like, Fanny. right, that's not acceptable at all, right? But it, again, it's that weird thing that in that show so much was so surreal and so odd that it made it made sense. And it, when I think back now, that. Yeah, because they used to send in photographs of themselves. And they all used to send in photographs of themselves in bra and pants. Yeah. Like, we, we, it wasn't a prerequisite. We just used to say, we need a soccerette every week. Yeah. We just need, and the thing is, it's television. Boys like looking at pretty girls, but girls like looking at pretty girls because girls go, oh, her calves are chunky because that's what girls do. So it was a, it was for both. Yeah. And um, and they, it was made into again the surrealness of it. The fact that 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 Tim would do the catwalk, like it became this thing that yeah, it was more about Tim getting up and strutting and 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 being yeah. Tim and showing off that kind of thing than it was particularly even about here's a pretty girl. Which, you know what I mean? It was a, it was a weird balance. It was and he used to weird, flirt yeah. badly, yeah, and genuinely badly, yeah, yeah because yeah. he's a bad flirt. <laughs> so that was all part of the charm as well. He he drop his pen and go to pick it up and yeah, 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 do a yeah. half look up their skirt. Yeah, yeah. But it was never, you never went, well, disgusting. That's unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just odd. It's just, it's, it's a wonderful sh- sh- show in that I said, yeah, 90% of it, you put it on paper and you're like, well, right, well, yeah, that's not a show. Work, yeah. That doesn't work <laughs> or it's not funny or it's this or that. But it was just, yeah, it was amazing. It was- so how was it when it was at its kind of a peak? It, it felt like we and it was you and Tim, it was really at its peak. Yeah. And For when the, Tim left, it took a little while to get back, but then was up yeah. again. And oh, how was it 
Oh, when Tim left then, particularly, I said I didn't know that it was kind of his... He'd taken over yeah. the direction of it at the start. He'd come in and said, I want to do this show. Um, it was it was weird. It was like a breakup. Yeah. It was like a, a breakup. I, I kind of had a half a half an inkling. I, I just remember him starting to... He wanted to do his... Uh, the thing is, is if you have an idea at Sky and do it at Sky, it then becomes Sky's property. Right. So yeah, it's like any artist is like and and Tim in, in essence so he all of these all of the things that he was doing and he left to set up Channel B and oh my god he was just five years too early. Because yeah. basically he started an internet channel because yeah. also there's no advertising restrictions on internet channel. Yeah. He'd sit there with a can of Pepsi in front yeah. of him going, This is brilliant because yeah. you have all these restrictions on TV. So he started this channel B where he'd do live content every day and there were sketches and there were bands and they'd stream a bit of a live gig from the Hammersmith Apollo that night yeah. or something. And it didn't catch. Yeah, the timing oh. just wasn't quite yeah. right. Yeah, I Whereas now you just think, oh, it was all there. Yeah. And it was just all there and it didn't catch. Because people still go, why did Tim leave Soccer AM to do cooking on... Yeah. Channel four, yeah. And you go, no, he didn't. He left to do Channel B, and he. I but think then they, again, I think I, I think people m- miss the complete logic in it anyway. That is the show he does on 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 Channel Four. It's the same as Soccer AM in that it's it. not really about cooking. It's about <laughs> no. the bands and the comedians. It's like yeah. he's gone right. Well, Soccer AM worked, and it's not really about. It's about football, but it's not. It's mm. about the guests and this and that. And they did ex- essentially exactly the same, except replace cooking with or replace football with cooking cooking. it's it's not that weird a jump everyone was like that's a crazy that's insane it's like it's a channel 4 at that point I I wanted a a, a cooking show so you go in and say first oh yeah yeah, it moved it was called what's it called now Sunday brunch it's Sunday brunch now isn't it it? and it was called something for the weekend something for the weekend yeah that's right yeah but it's just it's the same as soccer I am that you just switch it on and you're noodling about the exactly. kitchen and you're making yeah. your breakfast and it's just a completely watchable show. And from show a pitching and- point of view, it feels like it said, so what do you want? Oh, we want a, a cooking show. Oh, yeah, it's a cooking show then. So it's, it's not a, a cooking show. It's still, I want to yeah. get the bands on that I want. And and Soccer Am again, particularly when I was, or, or when I first came on and even more so a few years in, it was one of the last places that bands yeah. could go and get coverage and do stuff. It was oh, yeah. J- J- Jules Holland and that's it. Yeah. And it's why when we, when we signed our deal, when we had a TV plugger and stuff, and I was like, oh, no, I just I just emailed. Because the first time I came on, I wasn't even – I wasn't – I think I must have been signed, but I didn't have any kind of pluggers or anything. I just emailed right. in going, I'm a fan of the show. It's all right if I come on. And they went, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right then. And then that's happened. Yeah. That's how it's happened every time since. It's literally they've just kind of it's yeah. been a text or an email saying, "Are you about?" Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll pop on. And when people come in as well, and I always, it depends. Some people get it, and there are some people who've never seen the show, yeah. and they're drifting about in the corridor, and you can see them looking around, going, "Is this professional?" Yeah, because it is just a bit shit bollock scramble. Don't get me wrong. During the week, on those. Those boys graft, and some of them don't even go home on a Friday night to make yeah. sure. So everything, all the output, all the content has been produced to a, the, the best degree. Yeah. But just the wandering about with 
people, oh, do you want a cup of tea? Oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah, there's a little kitchenette down the end. Yeah, yeah. Pop the kettle on. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing. And yeah. so I remember somebody once said, can I get a bit of breakfast? Can I get a bacon sandwich? And somebody went, oh, uh, well, I'll go and have a look. I'll see what I can find. See what I can find. Yeah. And they came back with a box of chips. <laughs> I love it, but it's—I it mean, it's—it's it's meant that the people I've generally enjoyed the most as a fan are people who are there enjoying. I always remember Tom Rosenthal being a favourite because yeah. he was just so excited to be yeah. there and so happy. And Stevie as well. Stevie, going, we met because of Soccer AM because I was—I was in the street. Once. I was disappointed that you didn't tell this story on yeah. his podcast. Yeah, this is a brilliant story. I was literally—I was outside a gig. I think I was going to see. A, a Russell, a brand, and I'm literally, I'm there with my mate uh, Kelly Marcel, who's been on the podcast, and I see Stephen Graham at the end of the street, and I'm the biggest fan. I loved him in Baldwin Empire, I loved him in This Is England, I think he's amazing. And I just, I nudge my mate Kelly and go, okay, now it's Stephen Graham. And he walked past, and I kind of just looked, and then he walked past, and then he turned around and came back and said, mate, I just want to say, I've seen you on, on Soccer Am, and me and the wife have, have got your record, and big fan. I, I then just exuded praise at him, going, that, that, that ending monologue in Baldwin Empire on episode five was just amazing. This and that, and then he and then we parted ways. But yeah, it was purely because of that. that and then you like, ended up on Soccer AM together, yep. acting in the same thing. That was it. As, as, as soon as on our first day on Taboo, we said oh, we've got to go on to on, yeah. on on Soccer AM when this comes out because again, we'd both been people who've been on. You know, some might say too much, but but on <laughs> but on regularly. <laughs> so it's kind of it's yeah. like it's perfect. We've got. A, Pop well, we, on. And a lot of people don't, <laughs> you know, the, when you say some might say too much, um, we do 43 shows yeah. a year. So we're on every week during the football season plus a, a Christmas special. And particularly so, in the day when it was three hours to fill every mm-hmm. day as well. It's like, there's no, yeah, you yeah. need a decent amount of people on the sofa. And- you do. And you, and for us, we need our, the people that we love and our regulars. And you and Stephen were my, Absolute favourites. Yeah, that's wicked. Absolute favourites. Yeah. And if people say why, I go, well, I just, you don't know. We, we wanted to be there. St- yeah, still, you've got still it. My, my highlight memory was of all the times I came on, I didn't get a goal once except for one and I scored and it was the time that I was going Millwall West Ham straight after. So you guys had got me um, a taxi bike. bike. Yeah. So I literally scored oh my God, and got on, on camera. You're talking to me. I put my little yeah, helmet on that. and get on the bike and go. Yeah. And I was like, I was literally halfway to to, to Millwall or to wherever I was going. When, and I was like, right, well, that all just happened. Then it was all just so so mm. heat at the moment. It's like, wow, that was a that was that, that was a thing. That was the essence of the show. It's different now. Everything changes anyway. It's going to be a different beast, of course, over the course of twenty years. But. um Social media. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say spoiled because you know you can't say social media spoiled. But we used to do things like Third Eye. Yeah. So if something was spotted on yeah. a Saturday or a Sunday, all week people would be saying to me, "I can't wait to see the show on Saturday. I can't wait yeah. to see what you've done with X, Y, Z. These little things that happened on the Saturday and the Sunday." And again, you're completely right on 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 that anyway because it was. Soccer AM was the first place the videos would go viral. The Tim, tractor guy. The tractor guy. Tim is, is was just, the first person to put video, videos from mobile, mobile phones, phones yeah. on telly. Because he asked for a piece of technology at Sky and they said, and there's no point. They said, because the, 
it's still it's pixelated. You can't. Yeah. And Tim said, if it's funny, it people won't quality, care. Yeah. People won't care. And so, and he used to shrink it down to a tiny little box in the middle of the screen and yeah. do a blue background and put stuff on that yeah. was funny. The guy trying to hang his coat up at the bottom of the yeah. banister. What's yeah. that got to do with football? Yeah. Guy hanging his coat up at the bottom of the banisters and just pissed, completely missed and just yeah. slides down the whole thing, ends up in Eve on the floor with all the coats on top yeah. of him. Yeah, he put it on Soccer M. Tractor Boy. Tractor Boy was just the best ever. And again, it's got nothing to do with nothing anything do with, at all. No. Just a lad taking over his dad uh, on the tractor. taking his dad in a tractor and going, yeah. He is yeah. not going to lie. No. See, and that's what I say. People will quote it. Yeah. People will come up in the street and quote it. And that's crazy to think that, yeah, that that and Third Eye were the things that back in the day I would be tuning in the most excited for. And yeah. they are the things that social media has now taken away because they'll yes. go viral before we get By to the time next it week. gets to next week, there's nothing we can do with it. Yeah. There's nothing at all we can do with it. Um all sorts of little bits and pieces like that. We had um, the Save Chip campaign, which yep. was just one of Tim's. Fre- Tim spoke to his mate and said, did you see the Liverpool game last night? And his mate said, no, the missus wanted to watch EastEnders, Coronation Street, whatever. Tim mentioned it on the Saturday. This guy's name was Chip. And he said, we should start a campaign. Save Chip. Don't let Sarah win. Oh, my God. The next minute, <laughs> there were banners at games. Amazing. We had to make stickers, posters and badges and post them out to people. Save Amazing. Chip. Every time there was darts on the telly, all of the 180 signs would be Save Chip, don't let Sarah win. And even maybe six, seven years after the campaign just naturally died a death, somebody would still be holding up a Save Chip sign at the darts. And things like that now, they happen too fast. Yeah. So if we started a Save Chip campaign within a week, because it would be all over Facebook and all over Twitter, it would be done. And then anybody yeah. doing Save Chip would get the, oh, do delete. Yeah. You know, like the... The Kermit the Frog yeah, 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 thing yeah, yeah. that Man City did a did a, a piss take of the Kermit the Frog in the cloak and something, yep. and there were like a thousand people underneath going, "This is so embarrassing, delete," because the Kermit the Frog thing was about three weeks old. Yeah, so it's like once it's there's no time for it anymore. No fashion that thing it's within it's it's a week to, to a month time yeah. scale you've got to hit that thing. We ran Save Chip. We have to have a bulletin for it, news headlines. <laughs> this is what happened. This person wrote to us and wrote to us. Yeah. And those days have gone. So that's another reason why Socrome is a completely different. And a lot of people do hark back to those days, me included. Completely. Hark back to those days yeah. where, and we got away with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. But again, that was the, the, the beauty of, of, of live TV and things like Sky, it was the whole ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Yeah. It was just kind of just do it and see what happens and chances are no one's going to care really. It's not the end of the world. No. And the heads of Sky, they didn't they didn't watch it. Well, they told us, they just said, oh no, look, you, it's, it's doing well. Yeah. So you just carry on. Yeah. Just keep and it was almost like they didn't they didn't get involved because if they did, they would have told us that we can't do this and that we can't way, yeah. do that. And yeah. So, I mean... We're over an hour now. As, yeah, sorry as, as about start that. to round up. But, um, I mean, obviously, uncomfortable question, I guess. But how does it feel that, I mean, that, that this new season has come about? And it seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Are, are you and I spoke. And again, I don't know how much you want to say or can say or anything else. So we can make this a very brief conversation. But it seemed to come out of nowhere that it was just you weren't mm. on Soccer M anymore. Nobody knows. If I jumped, yeah, or if I was pushed, yeah, 
nobody knows. Yeah. And I had no... I'm one of those. You said something earlier that that made me that made me think like it's only a bloody telly show. Yeah. No one cares. Oh, you said about going back to work in HMV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember my agent saying, "Are you going to release a statement?" And I went, "Why?" She went, "Because you've been on telly for 22 years, and it's going to come back on, and you're not going to be there." And I went, "People will care for five minutes, yeah. and then they won't care anymore." Yeah. So it's not. I'm not that self-important to go. Well, I I need to release a press statement. It is the nature, and and, and again, the the thing is as well, the people who will get in an uproar, I I always use um, XFM as an example of of when they switched to Radio X and it was great uproar because they brought in Chris Moyles and Vernon Kay and things like that. And I understand the annoyance, um, but most of the people I was seeing saying, oh, it's ruined, blah, blah, I was like, their, their answer was, when I used to listen to it five years ago, it was this, this, this. And it's like, well, you stop listening though. And, and with XFM, they did change that, but people like John Kennedy were still there in the evening and great people at night. But the daytime playlist had gone that way anyway. So I don't know. I guess if people are tuning in now and getting furious because it's changed so much and Helen isn't there, probably a lot of the things had changed already mm-hmm. and have been that way over the last few mm-hmm. seasons. And it, do you know what I mean? It's, it is that weird. People like to get in uproar about things when yeah. it was it was so funny that when it was when it was announced there were a lot of people that said god i didn't even realize Socrane was still on because yeah. they'd watched in their teenage years and they're now yeah. adults I'd, I'd have that and this is an odd thing but i'd i'd have that uh, most times i'd tweet about it i'd have a ton of people excited and i'd always have at least w- one person going oh is that still on which was always yeah. an annoying question to me because it's like well, I've just tweeted saying I'm going on, so you know it's still on. So what's the point? Don't but... bother tweeting me. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, oh, we a could do another hour on Twitter. Comment, but yeah, I feel a bit. I feel I feel a bit guilty because we've done over an hour now, and all I've done is how I've accidentally fallen into it's all of great. my jobs it's a, and it's a good room. the animals, and I I don't know. I just. I suppose what it was is I was looking forward to this because we've always met professionally yeah. at Soccer AM where I've been asking you half a dozen questions before we've run out of time. Yeah, and yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. brilliant, I'm going to be asking you loads no. of questions and finding out all the stuff. Honestly, I think the key, the, 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 the main thing that I think has made this podcast work is that I was aware early on that I'm there every week. The yeah. guest is only there once. So it's why on on my favourite episodes, I don't talk that much. Because it's, it's it's about the guest talking to being there and, and, and getting that story out. And that's what makes it engaging, I think. Yes, but I listen to your podcasts yep. because I like what you have to say. <laughs> well, that is lovely. I appreciate that. Um, well, I mean, before we do I round it up, I want to talk about... I mean, uh, what's next is a vague, a vague question, but mm. uh, something... Um, and here's the quick answer. I don't know. Yep, that's fair. Kind of, but that's retired. I think. Don't know. But what I like is you, from speaking to you when we were walking about around the farm, and speaking to you when you talk about stumbling from this job to that job and not not having any notable skills and things like that. In your opinion, is you say that yet? We were talking about when you did a horse race and came third, third behind yeah. some top level people. I know that. You play a bit of darts and yeah. instantly at a very high level on that. You've done all right in poker. 
So it's 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 one of them where you kind of it's like ah. it seems that anything you do just go I don't know how to do this but I'll give it a go. You do apply yourself and seem I to did excel. all right in poker on the same basis that you did all right in that audition. Yeah. For ye oldy medieval, right, right, yeah, I went into poker, didn't... and the experts were, were telling. I've been a card player all my life. This is what people just went. Oh, you just sat down, and you just that would never happen again because you yeah. were playing hands that people wouldn't normally play. Because what well, was it? It was poker a million. It was poker million. Yeah, um, and I won. I won over half a million dollars. I won $515,000 over the qualifiers and the, I came runner up $400,000 and people got a bit bitter about it going, but you got so lucky because you played with hands that wouldn't normally be played with. And I said, well, isn't that funny how I got, I won all that money by being lucky throughout all of those, the the qualifying table, then the first round, then the quarterfinals, the semifinals and onto the final table. If everybody plays the same way, you have no edge. And I do know that in poker, I either go out within the first six hands or I win it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll look at my hand and go, well, it's a pair of fours. I'm going to gamble on that. It's a pair yeah. of fours. Give same with any gambling. You either win or you lose. And again, it's it's the same as that first audition for, for Nickelodeon, the kind of advantage is not caring that much. Not caring that much, going, yeah. all right, well, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give exactly that a go, and that either pays off, as, as you said, or it, or it goes it goes horrible. I know we've got to wrap up. One very quick. No, when go. I got into the, the semi-final of Poker Million, um, and I'd, I think I'd already played a table, and they classed my chair. The, the commentators said, we've got to class it as an empty chair because nobody can come off the back of one game and sit down straight away and play like another five-hour game because your mindset changes between yeah. the first six people and then playing heads up. So they said, well, let's just dismiss her. So I'm playing and um, there was this guy on the end and then all of a sudden it's got to me and I've looked and the three cards have come down in the middle and I had a pair of tens and he went all in and I went, yeah, fuck it, go on then, all in. And the whole table, I heard this little, <gasps> like that. he turned over ace queen, the rest of the cards came down in the middle and my pair of tens held up, bye bye. Yeah. The guy next to me, after he'd done his very silent exit of shame, after 10 hands, this was 10 hands into the game. The guy next to me went, you do know who that was, don't you? And I went, nope. And he went, that's Ram Vaswani. He's one of Europe's top poker players. And I just turned around and went, well, he won't today, was he? <laughs> and the rest of them shit themselves. I love it. And I won the table. Yeah. Because I just went, well, I beat him. Today I beat him. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. Yeah. I love that. So, I mean, that's, I'd imagine, is going to be the, the you, you say you don't know what's next and you've not got a plan, but you've never really had a plan. And it's served okay so far, isn't it? I've never really thought about it like that. It's it's kind of okay, isn't it? To sit there and go, I've not got a plan. It's like, well, you could have said that 25, 30 years ago. I do. Yeah, I spent 22 years on the telly by accident. Yeah. DJ by accident. Fed Sea Lions. Well, I did go for that job, I suppose. But it was just one of those, oh, feed sea lions. Sounds like a laugh. Give it a go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Well, thank you very much for inviting me along and showing me around and meeting all the different animals and all the wonders. And uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. I hope so. Thank you. No, thank you.
You've been listening to Scrooge's Pits Discretion Pieces. There we go. I told you that was lovely. I also warned you that we were doing it on the farm and it would get messy. So there was constant interruptions. Of uh, I'm surrounded by dogs at the moment, actually. There's four dogs. Oh, actually, there are two pairs of dogs. So two of them ones that look like wolves. You know the ones. And then just two black kind of... I don't know what they are. Just two black dogs. Two black dogs to signify depression. Um, oh, and there's a, there's a. I didn't see there was another dog, but a woman is carrying it under her arm, and it matches her outfit. So I hadn't noticed it was there. It blended in. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that chat, and I hope the dog, the constant dog interruptions weren't too much for you. Um, I don't think they would be. But um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'll catch you next week. If if all goes to plan. Next week could well be the biggest guest I've ever had on the Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, So that's exciting, isn't it? Right, I should stop talking now because people are looking at me weird. I should should, uh, let you know I am, of course, recording this topless. Um, I bought a shirt and then as soon as I got to this canyon bit, I whipped it off. And I've been doing... uh, Along the route, there's these, these kind of gates to walk through. I've been doing pull-ups on the on the gates are like a complete jerk so um, imagine that imagine that embarrassment a pale pasty six foot four brit hairy brit strolling along topless doing pull-ups as if he's showing off smiling at dogs and then getting to the top sitting down and pulling out a microphone to, to record his thoughts his observations on the scene um yeah i'll go now i love la and i'm looking forward to I'm, I'm i'm visiting new york on this trip hopefully i'm recording two podcasts there i was meant to be recording a podcast in la but so far it's fallen through i'm hoping i hear from the chap tonight uh where we're going to record it a few weeks back in london but it fell through and now i'm in la i was like look holla and we had it lined up but then some stuff came up so yeah i'm hoping to get one more in while I'm in LA and then two maybe three in New York then fly home and record two that week as well it's just hectic guys it's exciting exciting times 10 million downloads thank you all for supporting um if you get a chance if you could could follow the distraction pieces podcast and distraction pieces network um pages on social media so distraction pieces network on instagram d P Network, I think, or D Pieces Network on Twitter, and Distraction Pieces Podcast on Facebook, but it's a network page, but I'd, I'd set it up already. If you follow all of them, like, we post all these, these cool videos. This guy, John Harris, who's fantastic, he makes um, these little clip videos of each episode, and they're really good. They kind of just give you a little taster of what is in there, so check them out. In fact, one went a bit mental this week because of last week's episode with Soad McKenna, or the, or the week before, sorry. And there was a quote where she said that um, religion isn't radicalising people, people are radicalising a religion. And it was a wonderful soundbite that was part of a far more wonderful extended conversation. And I had to encourage people that before they comment on the, on the soundbite in agreement or disagreement to listen to the whole episode because it, it was an amazing chat. I'm so proud of it. So... 
yeah anyway i was calling this a day but i've rambled on a bit more because it's eased up on dogs and i want more dogs to come before i walk down the canyon because i like to walk down amongst dogs as if i've got a little pack um there's a bark did you hear that that's a dog um attacking another dog in a friendly manner i'm sure oh no he no yeah he's killed him that's that's a fatality dog on dog crime okay guys i'll talk to you next week see you later bye